Super Talk Mississippi media production. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on Vilexi Back Bay, I want to welcome you to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi. Because we are the capital of the outdoors in America. Mississippi is the capital. The star is right here when you look at a map of the United States. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on Super Talk TV at Seaspire TV. Or you might be watching us on YouTube or Facebook or listening on your favorite podcast. It's August the 7th, 2023. By the way, I always uh, want to note this, that my views on this show are, are not those of the foundation. They are mine. So when it but but when it comes to the outdoors and outdoors issues, you can count on me to say what needs to be said. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I'm honored to be in this position. Hey, listen, I want to thank uh, the outpouring of support that I got last week on the passing of my dear mother. I've heard from uh, from hundreds of people, uh, friends and listeners, and I, I really sincerely appreciate it. You know who you are, and you know that I've answered every single note. Um, you know, Adam Butler and I. Like Last week talked about the roles that our mothers have played in our outdoors lives. Sometimes we overlook this. And, uh, you know, they support us. They trust us to roam. I, I loved hearing Adam's story talking about that. Certainly, my mother let me roam. And uh, anyway, it's just, just all kinds of memories as it relates to what our mothers have done. But they helped us develop into good people, focus on doing the right thing. Uh, our mothers are central to our lives. But anyway, I want to thank you for the for the uh, thoughts and prayers. Um, by the way, my, my, my grandson and I had the opportunity to go fishing in Back Bay over here near my house uh, where the studio is located and uh, we caught a bull shark in back bay it was an incredible fight it jumped and it, it was absolutely crazy um thought we had a tarpon at first but my six-year-old made some memories that he's going he's going to actually you know obviously carry with him for a lifetime and that is what life is about my friends it's about spending those time with kids in the outdoors uh, hey listen speaking of legacy at the core of Mississippi's wildlife efforts and the conservation efforts that have made us the capital of the outdoors is what is called the North American Wildlife Model. I've talked about it before. It's it's that framework that was developed by Aldo Leopold. And it's been truly instrumental in preserving and managing the wildlife populations in the state. And it's also about it's talking about legacy, ensuring that there's sustainability for future generations. That's the legacy work that we do as outdoorsmen and women. Um, I talk a lot on this show about those conservation efforts, and I, I, I'm I, obviously if I if I continue to talk about it, I'm, I'm I continue to hear that work going on behind the scenes to make the sale and transfer of whitetail deer legal in the state. And um, while it may be tempting to some, I just want to say we better be careful as we consider consider the potential consequences of our actions. 
you know, if you think about the, the white-tailed deer population in the state, it's really precious. It's, it's a precious resource. And, um, and we got it to this point because we've had a lot of integrity in our wildlife management practices, and that's, that's where the North American wildlife model comes, in, comes into play, maintaining healthy, sustaining populations through, through sort of the natural processes rather than, you know, artificial manipulation. So if we were to legalize the sale and transfer of white-tailed deer in Mississippi, we'd be, we'd be risk, risking introducing things like CWD. We'd be disrupting the natural uh, genetic diversity that exists in the state. Each, each part of the state has something very unique about it. We'd be compromising the delicate balance that has made Mississippi a haven for outdoorsmen and outdoor enthusiasts. Our state's reputation as the capital of the outdoors literally was built on the principles of responsible conservation and stewardship. So let's not forget the countless hours that the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks have put into this. You think about the conservation organizations that have been focused on our conservation efforts. You think about passionate hunters and the, and the role that they've played in helping to make sure we have long-term health and vitality of our deer population. You know, it is our duty to protect and preserve the legacy, that legacy for future generations. So instead of pursuing short-term goals like some are, let's refocus our efforts on strengthening our existing conservation efforts. Let's not continue, let's, let's continue, not not, but for, let's continue. Uh, to support habitat restoration and responsible hunting practices and education programs that that instill a deep appreciation for our natural resources. You know, all these things are important to us. We're guardians of our of our natural treasures, of this natural treasure in Mississippi, and um, you know we can't do enough to protect it. Let me put it that way. So. Let's stay focused. Let's, uh, let's not let uh, a few deer breeders change the course of history for the rest of us. Um, I've, uh, I've got salt water in my veins and, de and delta dust in my eyes. And speaking of the delta dust, I want to give a shout out to those uh, Mississippi farmers that are out there enduring the heat to get their crops out, man. They're working really hard, including my friends, my honey friends, the Dunn family up in the Delta. They're working hard as we speak, harvesting their crops, man. That's going across, happening all across Mississippi as we speak. And my, my hunting friend and uh, fishing buddy, Mark Creech, AKA uh, MacGyver, is actually up there helping them. So my message to all of you guys is, uh, Stay cool. Stay the stay cool the best you can. So now let's uh, shift gears in this old truck and uh, say good afternoon to my friend Lake Pickle. I'm so thrilled to have Lake back on the show. How you doing, Lake? Man, I'm I'm doing fantastic. I I unlike those Delta farmers, are am sitting inside in air conditioning right now. So I, I think about them and think about those guys that are out there working because I know how hot it is. You and I both do. <laughs> yeah, they you know, look. They sent some videos uh, just for the corn. It looks like uh, Travis and his family are going to be working 17 straight days, and that's assuming that we don't have any weather affecting it. But so far, the weather's been really good. But boy, the videos they send, you can tell it is hot. And Heck. Yeah. So, so I and uh, myself and Jordan Blissett and some other guys that I work with, we were on a property in the Delta just last Friday, and we were in some moist soil impoundments, and we were trying to pull the boards from the control structures to get the water off. And I'm like, I had to the breaks that I was having to take started getting more and more frequent because I'm like, I'm about to have a heat stroke because I'm standing <laughs> out there in my in my waders. They weren't insulated, but there's no wind that gets through there. It was painful 
So you're still doing work with the Primos team. You you uh, are selling real estate for Whitetail Properties in Mississippi. You're working for Onyx. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you do it all. You just got back from a trip from Africa. You also, uh, you know, did a, a red fishing trip recently. Man, you've been a busy dude. It's been a busy summer, man. It, it's been a uh, it's been a busy summer, but it's been a fun summer. Uh, and summer's been fun because I've been able to hang out with my wife a little bit more, you know, during that when I'm doing the Onyx stuff and uh, the Primo stuff. A lot of times I have to do that, you know, with those guys. But Africa, she got to tag along with that. And I've never seen her enjoy a hunting trip as much as she enjoyed that one. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people who'd gone to done the Africa trip, some on this show, and it's a it's a journey just to get there, isn't it? Man, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was two days of travel, uh, and but it, absolutely worth it. Like, I, I mean, they could have tripled the travel time, and if I would have known that was the end goal, I still would have done it. It was it was fantastic. It's it's fun to it's fun to make memories like that. You know, I think one of the one of the reasons why. Speaking of the fishing you did recently, I think I, it was down in South Louisiana. But we, uh, you know, we here in coastal Mississippi, we know those grounds well. We can we can get to a lot of the grounds where you were where you were fishing from here. And we've got the Louisiana Marsh and Cat Island and the Barrier Islands and the backwaters of coastal Mississippi. Um, man, when that bite is on, it's awesome, isn't it? My gosh, uh, yeah, getting into those specs and those big bull reds and the fun, the, like, I, I like catching big bull reds any way that I can, but when you're fishing on light tackle, expecting to, expecting to catch speckled trout and you set a hook and all of a sudden it starts running, oh my gosh, it's fun. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> There's, there's nothing like it. In fact, I, I was uh, chatting with, uh, for texting this morning with, with uh, Lake. And while I was texting him, I looked out over Back Bay and along the marsh uh, edge, there was a big uh, redfish tailing through there. And I got a quick quick video of it and sent it to uh, yeah. to, to Lake. And I, I thought to myself, I shouldn't be texting Lake. I should actually be in the boat right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's been hot though, man. It's been hot on the on, on the coast. I mean, extremely hot. Yesterday, it was strange because it was extremely windy in the afternoon, and extremely hot. I mean, wind index is in the 115 range, and it felt like it kind of felt like like Phoenix or Las Vegas. You know, when that it felt. I know there's a lot of humidity in the air, but it felt like dry heat. It was so hot, but. Uh, this is a this is an unusual weather situation we find ourselves in, isn't it? It's been rough. It's been I got found myself wanting to jump in, regardless of the the sharks that we were dealing with trying to get those specks to the boat. I was like, if it gets any hotter, I'm gonna jump in. It's just so. Hot. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, when we come back on the other side, we'll uh, continue our conversation with my friend Lake Pickle, and uh, and just take the conversation wherever it takes us. We'll see you after this break. Sweet soul. Conservative Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman is in a tough re-election campaign. We need to get out and vote for Delbert on August 8th. 
Delbert doesn't just talk like some politicians. Delbert gets results. As our Lieutenant Governor, Delbert Hoseman is pushing back against crime. More cops on the street, more neighborhood patrols, longer prison sentences for violent crime, and more prosecutors. What's Delbert's plan for criminals? Arrest them, prosecute them, lock them up. As voters, we cannot take for granted Delbert is going to win. This race is close. Mississippi can't afford the wrong outcome. So remember to vote for Delbert on Tuesday, August 8th in the Republican primary. Encourage your friends and family to vote for the candidate we can trust to get results. Conservative Delbert Hoseman. Paid for by National Association of Realtors Fund and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Wall Street-backed utilities are buying up Mississippi's community water systems, raising rates 400%, and they want to do it statewide. What's our PSC commissioner doing about it? Nothing. Because he's in the pocket of the utilities, not the ratepayers. That's why they've donated thousands to his campaign. Republican Wayne Carr is on your side, not the utility companies. On August 8th, let's stop Mississippi's great water heist. Stop the steal. WayneCar.com. Paid for by friends of Wayne Carr. It's back to school season. Call today to get $200 off when you sign up for a gold or platinum Pest Shield plan. This year, focus on acing your exams and let Havard ace the pest control. Havard, we've got this. You asked for it, and it's back exclusively from AgUp Equipment. A free rotary cutter. That's right, for a limited time, get a free rotary cutter with the purchase of any 3D or 3E John Deere compact tractor from AgUp Equipment. Plus, 0% for 84 months financing. Browse online at agup.com. Offer ends 10-27-23. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit with John Deere Financial. See dealer for details. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Madison County, I am Jonathan McMillan, and I'm running for House District 58. I grew up here, my wife and I raise our kids here, and I run my business in this district. So I mean it when I say I have a vested interest in our future. I'll keep Madison County strong by fighting for our schools, law enforcement, and business community, and provide them the necessary tools for growth. I will protect family values and keep strong conservative principles driving our state. So if you're looking for a candidate who's ready to go to work for you, please vote McMillan for House District 58. Paid for by McMillan. Millen for House District 58. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors as we listen to my friend. Steve Azar, One Mississippi, the theme song for Super Talk Outdoors and the new state song for Mississippi. And incidentally, I noticed he posted the other day, he has a new children's book out. He worked with a wonderful illustrator and got this wonderful children's book called One Mississippi. And uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but it looks like it's going to be terrific. I can't wait to see it in person. It's uh, Congratulations to Steve for still representing the, st the state so wonderfully. I have my friend Lake Pickles. I actually said at the beginning, 
So Whitetail Properties, he actually used to be with them, but he's with Open Season Properties today. And uh, Onyx, people who hunt a lot, they'll know what Onyx is. And then he obviously has got a long history with the Primos team and working with Will and Jimmy and Brad and that group. Uh, you know, you, you, you if you watch their TV show, you know how well they represent Mississippi to the world, really. I mean, they, they represent Mississippi to the world. Anyway, welcome back, my friend. So uh, so what do you do this time of year, buddy, as you, as you start thinking about the, the work you've got to do to prepare for hunting season? This time of year, it's more or less trying to make sure I'm doing going through a, like a pretty much a regimen of trying to make sure I've got everything together, you know, try and then trying to ramp up because I get summertime. We get just enough time for us to get slacked off just a little bit where you can get used to not having to go, go, go all the time. But then I know the second August, September gets here, it's going to be go, go, go until the end of January and then a little break in February, then right into turkey season. But it's it's a lot of preparation and like I said, everything related to what I do starts ramping up with hunting season. So it's just kind of just getting myself prepared and knowing what's coming. <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting time for us because we're beginning to think about. We got a couple of new food plots we want to create at one of the farms that we lease and. Um, we've got, you know, we're going to, we'll probably do a little bit of uh, a dove hunting, you know, that's always kind of a fun part of the year. And, uh, my buddy Terry and, and, and Jake and, and, uh, Travis are beginning to really do some work thinking about getting ready for duck season. And, you know, this it's, it's going to be hot, man. I mean, I'm hoping it cools down a little bit because I don't know. Some of the work we need to do is tough, man. It's just deep in the woods and it's tough. It's tough. And then when I start thinking about dove season and how hot it's going to be, of course, because, you know, a lot of things that's one thing that's very dear to me is gun dogs and hunting dogs. So I always tell my friends this year, especially like if you are going to hunt your dog during dove season, please monitor him, bring your water, find a shade tree, because I mean, it's it's dangerous as hot as it is especially for those dogs. No, no doubt about it. Hey, listen, man, you heard what I said at the beginning of the show about the importance of the North American wildlife model to Mississippi. You travel all over the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, do you hear people talking about chronic wasting disease a lot as you travel around? Chronic wasting disease is without a doubt that that sits number one on the highest concern everywhere that I go, every, everywhere that I go, even states that aren't really maybe dealing with it as heavily as we are, or Wisconsin is, or, or, you know, you can list off several, but it's still, it sits so high on the concern list. And I've talked to several biologists and thing that scares me is like, there's really, I don't know of a good end to this story if we don't try to do something. Yeah, containment, containment, unfortunately, is the the only the only tool we have right now. That's why, you know, creating CWD zones and testing and all these things are critical. But I had someone on my show, uh, I had more than one person on my show say that it's the single biggest threat to deer hunting in the United States. And we better we better take it seriously. That's why when the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Commission, when they changed CWD management uh, uh, policy or plan three separate times without any discussion, without any public comment, um, it just concerns me that they're not taking it as seriously as they need to. Yeah, see, there's there's a thing that seems to be lost in all that to me, and like because you were talking about all these decisions been made without public comment. Wildlife is for the public; it's not privately owned. We've seen what happens when wildlife can be privately owned. And it's not a pretty picture. That 
is the public's, that the land is the public, the wildlife is the public's. The public deserves to be able to comment on that. Yeah. Answer butts. Yeah, it's a it, it's a it's a it's a problem. I think us talking about it more, and you're beginning to hear more people talk about it. Some people, even some on the commission, want to minimize CWD and say that it's going to be survival of the fittest, and you know, sort of buying into that argument. And I haven't found a scientist yet that is reputable that that's not deeply, deeply concerned about it. And we have to rely on that. We have to rely on our biologists and our scientists across this nation to uh, continue to share best practices and share learnings from what to what with one another so that we can you know have the best thinking as it relates to this at this point but man it's a it's a long duration type of disease and it's it's not looking good frankly no it's not and one of the things that can be so frustrating is is humans ourselves we have a habit of wanting to trust the science until we don't like what the science says yeah and, the science points to this is a big problem and it's only growing. And we have to, I mean, we have no choice but to pay attention to it if we want if we want to have some sort of positive outcome. What you described is exactly what happened in other states, especially states like Texas, where they sort of gave in to sort of the wealthy landowners and high fence operations. And, uh, you know, they've had Supreme Court cases. I mean, it's a mess in Texas. But, man, it's hard to run from the science. And Kansas. Uh, Kansas is dealing with all sorts of issues right now. They're actually trying to ban baiting statewide, and which is obviously causing all sorts of controversy because that's become a very popular method to hunt. But what's interesting, talking about going back to what you're talking about with the sale and transfer of deer, what we're dealing with here and that being tied back to, to um, high fences and, and pins, the first ever case documented in Kansas happened in a pen. It was an elk in 2001. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And then more recently in Texas, two counties in Texas that had never had a reported case before now have CWD and both of those cases were inside high fences. You know, in fairness to the high fence operation, 125 high fences in Mississippi roughly. Mm -hmm. um, not all of them are, are maintained and contained the way they need to be maintained and contained but uh but and only f around five breeders in this state so i'm not speaking you know i most high fence guys just want to be able to do it for management purposes and whatever but for those who are high fence breeders there's no been not been any reported case related to them but the reality is once you start transferring deer in and out and moving them around the state it's inevitable that disease will follow and that's just something we got to pay attention to um so anyway yeah life goes on it's a it's an ongoing conversation in uh, around the country and in the state, and uh, you know we'll stay focused on it for sure. Um, hey, so um, you know if you look back, what's the funnest trip you've been on the inside, say in Mississippi recently? In Mississippi recently, I, honestly, it was uh, despite the heat. Uh, I the, this property that that Jordan and I and Austin and Hunter that that uh, all three of them work at open season as well. Uh, we've all been spending some time on that property, getting it ready for duck hunting, for deer hunting, and it's a. I mean, it's kind of a blank canvas, so to speak, and so it's. It, it, the the hunting part of it is obviously going to be awesome, but just being out there and working on it and seeing you know the potential there, 
I love that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I do too. I can't. I had a farm. We uh, gave it up last year because we we have another farm that's now way way better. But I loved that farm, man. For six years, we went in, and the guy who owned it gave me carte blanche. I could go do whatever improvements I wanted to make. I didn't need to check with him and putting them roads and putting in food plots and walking every you know thousand acres, walking every inch of that place. To me, that was fun. And then running cameras and trying to understand the population of the of the deer there. And we had a little bit of duck hunting there, but it, not not great, but a little bit. Uh, but so, you know, just the adventure of that's fun, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's just it's such a payoff, especially when you when you're working on it. I mean, Jordan's sweating on a tractor on that place as we speak right now. <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 an ongoing process, but it's it's going to be fun to see the end result. So in this case, you're going into a piece of property that um, the owner is getting you to do, make some improvements on, and this, uh, then you guys have listed it, and the, the goal would be to sort of make it pay, have pay dirt from a wildlife point of view, from a hunting and enjoyment point of view, and then and then sell it. Absolutely, that's yeah. the goal. Well, that's cool. So you get how often you get these opportunities to kind of have a blank, you know, slate of uh, you know opportunity there. They come up, opportunities to do that come up fairly regularly, but opportunities like this one where it's in a spot where it's in in the Delta, where there is so much, you know, potential for moist soil and moist soil vegetation and controlled flooding and being able to get ducks in and some really good deer. Like this one is, this one's special. It's very special. Yeah, you know it too, don't you? Yeah, I do. You know the Delta. You know it's special. (laughs) (laughs) I do. And, you know, the more love you give it, the more love it gives you back. I mean, that's that's kind of the the interesting thing. But you know what's one of the interesting things? My my friends from the Delta will know this well. Really, this is true just about anywhere in Mississippi for that matter. But what's interesting is what a property looks like this time of year and what it looks like in the heat of the season. It's like the the difference between daylight and dark, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's it's. It's, I mean, it's planting a crop, essentially. It's putting a seed in the ground and not seeing the fruit yet, but knowing that it's coming. That's what yeah. it's. That's a, that's a great way to say it. Hey, listen, uh, man, we got to get you back on the show more often. Yeah, anytime. I always enjoy coming on here. You, you bet. This has been my friend Lake Pickle. Uh, you know him from Primo's Truth About Hunting, and he's uh, you know he's in the real estate business now. He works with Onyx, and he's a good friend to Super Talk Outdoors. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. In fact, we're going to talk about the upcoming dove season. We'll see you after this. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny and hot, high near 99. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, mostly clear, low around 77. Your Tuesday, a 50-50 shot of rain, partly sunny, high near 94. And a look to Wednesday, mostly sunny and hot, high near 99. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Election day is around the corner. Are you looking for a proven conservative to represent you in State House District 58? Hi, I'm Bob Anderson, and my lifelong record shows my commitment to conservative principles. I am pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, and pro-freedom. I'll not only fight to preserve all the things that make Madison County great, I'll push back on the intrusive federal government that will leave our kids gender confused, our families disarmed, and parents silenced. I'll tell the Biden administration, hands off Mississippi. So for conservative leadership, vote Bob on August 8th. Paid for by Bob for 58. Did you know that the average diamond changes hands five times before it ever reaches a jewelry store? And every time, the price goes up. That's 
nuts. And that's why the world's finest diamond cutters come directly to Judica Jewelry. There's no one else between you and your diamond. I'm John. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein, because we are Mississippi's direct diamond importer with 10 times the diamonds of average jewelry stores. From cushion cuts to princess cuts, ovals, marquee, and classic round brilliance. They are all here at Juniker Jewelry. You can't buy a better quality diamond at a lower price anywhere in Mississippi. That's the Juniker Diamond Guarantee. We even have interest-free financing for qualified buyers. So guys, you can do this. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. What's nuts would be to shop anywhere else. Juniker Jewelry, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. You asked for it, and it's back exclusively from AgUp Equipment. A free rotary cutter. That's right, for a limited time, get a free rotary cutter with the purchase of any 3D or 3E John Deere compact tractor from AgUp Equipment. Plus, 0% for 84 months financing. Browse online at agup.com. Offer ends 10-27-23. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit with John Deere Financial. See dealer for details. Mark Scarborough has a proven track record of serving the people. From his time as a state representative to his role as a city alderman and mayor of Richland, Mark has always put the needs of his community first. With his experience and dedication, Mark Scarborough understands the challenges facing Rankin County. Mark wants to continue to serve you as your next chancery clerk. Make sure you vote on August 8th for a proven leader. Mark Scarborough, none of us makes Rankin County great. It takes all of us. Paid for by Mark Scarborough for our chancery clerk campaign. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Vicksburg police are searching for a suspect after a man was stabbed in the neck. The stabbing took place on Cherry Street near Clay Street on Saturday night near 10 o'clock p.m. The victim was taken to a local hospital. His condition is currently unknown. And one child was sent to the hospital after a four-wheeler accident Sunday afternoon. Just before 2.30 p.m., Brookhaven police officers responded to a call of a wreck in which two children were riding an ATV on the south side of Lot Field near a ditch when the ATV overturned and both riders were thrown from a vehicle. One of the children suffered injuries and was transported by ambulance to a local hospital. The child's condition is currently unknown. And gas prices continue to rise in the Magnolia State with the average cost for a gallon of regular fuel at $3.32. And according to Gas Buddy, the cheapest fuel in Mississippi can be found at Lucky Clover and Gaucher at $2.89 per gallon. explore the history of southern rock music at grammy museum mississippi now through fall of 2023 the sounds of southern rock exhibit will feature stories and artifacts from the artists and singers responsible for the genre the allman brothers band leonard skinner molly hatchet the charlie daniels band little feet the outlaws and many more in partnership with hard rock international to purchase tickets or to learn more about this exhibit and other events visit grammymuseummississippi.org how old is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Next year, we'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary. Since 1922, our purpose has been to provide a unified voice for Mississippi farmers in the legislative arena and serve as a leader in the state's agricultural community. After a century, we remain as committed as we were day one. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Giving back to our Mississippi communities means registering to vote and casting a ballot as you select who will lead our great state. 
I'm Morgan Freeman, a lifelong Mississippian and registered voter. The upcoming primary election in Mississippi is on Tuesday, August 8th. Make plans to vote, and don't forget to bring your photo ID. Remember, if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. Make your voice heard in Mississippi. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's walls and Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. Look, uh, I've got to get Lake Pickle back on the show more often. Uh, as I said so many times, when you think about people like like Lake and Jimmy Primos and Brad Ferris and Will Primos and our buddy Cus Strickland over at Mossy Oak and the Mossy Oak guys, you know, they're doing such a great job of presenting themselves to the rest of the world. They're they're literally outdoor ambassadors for the state of Mississippi. And uh, you know, specifically the the Primos Truth About Hunting TV series. And you can get access to it by going to the to the Primos uh, uh, excuse me, a YouTube page and watch uh, back shows. But gosh, they do a great job of presenting what's so awesome about Mississippi, you know, whether it's duck hunting or deer hunting or turkey hunting or, you know, just whatever. It's just great. And uh, I enjoy, I enjoy Lake because he's a, he's a young man who's traveled a lot and really has a deep appreciation for what it takes to to maintain sort of the conservation ethic that is Mississippi. Uh, awesome conversation. Now we're going to shift gears and move over to my friend, Major Chris Reed. He's coming to us from his truck at the Turcotte Shooting Range facility. And uh, we're going to, among other things, we're going to talk about the upcoming dove season. But more more than anything, we're just going to catch up with with uh, Chris. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, I'm out at Turcotte, uh, our central region office, uh, out by the reservoir here in the central part of Mississippi. You know, we're lucky We're lucky in this state that we've got some of the best shooting facilities um, in the south here. You know, we have done a great job of investing in those facilities, haven't we? We have. Um, the agency, they, they went all in a few years back and, and just added another sporting clay trail down in south Mississippi at McHenry. And... Um, our office being out here at Turcotte, we always have folks coming out to shoot. And uh, this time of year, the activity picks up with people sighting in rifles and uh, trying to get some some shooting in on some clay targets before dove season starts. You can tell, you can tell uh, when you walk out to the vehicle that it's uh, it's close, kind of by the. Uh, well, Chris, you know, it kind of be interesting to hear your point of view about this because we're going to get into the dove hunting here shortly. But you think about this dome of high pressure that's sitting over Mississippi, really so much of the United States as, as we speak. It's unbelievably hot, man. Can you imagine if that doesn't lift at the beginning uh, of dove, dove season? It's going to be, I mean, it's usually hot, but it's going to be un, un, unmanageable. There'll be, um, there'll be coolers. Full of beverages, uh, personal choice, I guess. They're trying to stay cool and stay hydrated, but yeah, hopefully, man, it's like an oven outside right now. 
Uh, my my friend, uh, the, the Travis Dunn, who I hunt with up in the Mississippi Delta, at least uh, some farms from him, they planted some um, some uh, sunflower seeds, and they're, they've come up really nicely. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're lucky they got them in because I'd hate to be thinking about trying to figure out, unless you've got irrigation, trying to get a, a dove field going right now. It'd be really difficult. No, it, it would uh, it would lead to some uh, probably folks did last minute efforts which um, may not be uh, legal uh, so they could have a, a, a successful dove hunt. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day that was trying to manage the the weeds got out from out from under them I guess in their dove field and they they got a bunch of teaweed coming up and so um, talking around to others they said man that's a that's a really good crop for doves. They love it. And so uh, it may not be just, you know, right at all. Um, if, you're, if you're out there trying to do last minute prep stuff, you may have some some weeds that look, that makes your field look a little unsightly, but it may actually serve. Um, now, you, you see, you never know. Sometimes natural is, is, is definitely the way to go. You know, you and I talked about this last year leading up, <clears throat> excuse me, leading up to dove season. <clears throat> but this notion of doing the minimum to make it look like you're planting a field in order to get some seeds on the field and trying to look legal, there's no way to really do that, is there? No, um, and we have ways you know, to look forward to kind of tell if it's uh, rules or within the um, uh, nothing's really changed in the past X amount of years as far as regulations go uh, from the feds or in the state. Uh, but but you hear it a lot more common now that folks are, are more they're a little more nervous about going dove hunting because they don't want to get caught on a field that may be baited. They don't know uh, what to look for. Or, and, and you've seen... I guess a little hesitation with folks going hunting, and that's not necessarily what we want at all. We want people to go and enjoy themselves, uh, but you know, a few bad apples, that old saying goes, can spoil it for the whole bunch. Yeah, and it's, it's it's you know, you only have so many officers. What, what's the, what's the uh, typical uh, approach to to checking dove fields uh, when you get when you get your officers out there? Now, I can't give you all the secrets in our bag of tricks where that, but, um, you know, we're out there looking to make sure <clears throat> that people are compliant with uh, having a hunting license, having a shotgun that can hold no more than three shells. Um, steel shot is not required for dove hunting. Uh, bird shot is still good to go there. Uh, and then we are checking bag limits, checking to make sure people aren't shooting and harvesting more doves than, than is legal. And a, and a bag limit is a daily bag limit. So, you know, if you, you go out and harvest 15 birds in the morning, that doesn't mean you can go out and harvest 15 more that afternoon. And so a lot of people kind of get that sometimes. So, hey, so Chris, as you think about the, the season, is there any relationship between uh, the heat that we're experiencing and potentially a declining season? Or you, you expect it, you know, they're used to the hot weather and we're going to deal with it the best we can and doves, dove hunting, if, if you've got doves, are going to be just as good as normal. What's the, what's the thinking on that? 
Um, I'm not. I don't know uh, the the expert opinion or biology behind doves and what affects them or what doesn't necessarily. Uh, I think that I remember it being hot, hot, hot past working dove hunting. I remember. I know that generally speaking, the hotter it seems to be is 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 not as bad as people maybe unpleasant. But what but what people don't want to happen and we hear it all the time is you have a cool front coming through or you get a hurricane or you get some weather and the doves move they leave the premises. But they are migratory and so any change in weather like that will send them south. And in all that preparation, you go out there and you're looking at vacant skies, even though the temperatures may be a little cooler. <laughs> Adri, hopefully, have a bunch of birds flying, but I think birds most dove hunters. So have you always had to, to work on the opening of dove season? Do you ever actually get to go dove hunting yourself? Uh, we, not much as far as getting to go hunting um, because, you know, we'll be running around here and there. At times, you can slip away and and go uh, visit family, friends, and get in on a hunt in the afternoon, or may, maybe not opening day, maybe the second or third day of the of the season. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's good. Hey, I'm curious what what uh, what what do you typically do this time of year? To give people a sense of what it is you're responsible for. Well, I don't know that anybody really what I do office every day uh but the the guys and the gals in the field right now um you know, part of the state around the, the reservoir in the metro area we are really busy running around uh, dealing with alligators uh nuisance alligator calls come in a good bit this time of year uh i talked to the news back at the beginning of summer about that alligator that went across highway 80 in jackson or pearl um so we're running around doing that kind of stuff. We're um, starting to get into the, the swing of checking for dove fields and making sure those are legal and not uh, baited. Uh, checking camps and starting to get all that stuff going. Kind of the boating season slows down after July 4th. It trends that way. And then everybody starts going back to school and the weekends turn into football and, and hunting and, and the boats kind of get put up. So. Uh, we're doing that, kind of having meetings in August. You know, we got an alligator season coming up also at the end of the month. So hard to imagine. It seems that way every year that, you know, we're back talking about hunting. Well, listen, we're talking with uh, Major Chris Reed. Uh, he's uh, He's been someone that we enjoy visiting with. He's has you know, serious responsibilities in the central region for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And with, with uh, dove season right around the corner, it's, uh, it's it's that time of year when people starting to get in that mode. And I was as, as I was talking to, to Lake about a few minutes ago, when you compare this time of year to sort of the heat of, or actually the cold, really, <laughs> of the hunting season, the difference in the and the uh, seasons are so dramatically different. But, you know, we kind of kick it off with, uh, you know, as he pointed out just now, Chris point, pointed out, football season starting. You get to get to do some dove hunting. You start to get in that mode, start to enjoy being at the at the uh, hunting camp. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with, with uh, Chris Reed. We'll see you after this. Mississippi to this land called home. I breathe Mississippi till I'm dead.
Hi, I'm Bob Anderson, conservative Republican running for state representative, District 58. When I say I want to help grow Madison County, you can know that I have the experience to do it as a business creator, CFO, and aerospace engineer. When I ask to be your public servant, it's after having built a record of service at Jackson's Pro-Life Crisis Pregnancy Center in the Air Force and as an angel flight pilot. When I say that I'm a conservative, you can know it's for real. I'm a nationally published author for the Federalist. So remember, there's no better indicator of future performance than the past. And check out my record and vote Bob on August 8th for proven conservative leadership. Paid for by Bob for 50. Flooding and tornadoes are a frequent threat. Hurricane season is now upon us, and while we hope for the best, my office is here to help you during times of distress. I'm Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney. Prepare now and call my office at 1-800-562-2957. Again, that's 1-800-562-2957 if you need us. We're here for you. We're here to help. Paid for by friends of Mike Cheney. Greater Jackson area, the big one. The Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days, only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show this weekend, Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5, at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Take the high street exit off I-55 and follow the signs. Exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the door prize. See you this weekend at the big one. Sure as shooting. Don't Don't miss miss it. it. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due what is in your power to do it. Proverbs 3.27. Willie Bob McGinnis is running for Hines County Tax Assessor and understands citizens of Hines County deserve this approach in dealing with their hard-earned tax dollars. I am proud to call Willie Bob McGinnis my friend. He will work tirelessly for all citizens of Hines County, and you better believe there isn't a finer or more qualified person for the job. If you value honesty, integrity, and work ethic in a public servant, then vote Willie Bob McGinnis as Hines County Tax Assessor in August, and you will have a friend looking out for you. Paid for by Willie McGinnis. Madison County, I am Jonathan McMillan, and I'm running for House District 58. I grew up here. My wife and I raise our kids here, and I run my business in this district. So I mean it when I say I have a vested interest in our future. I'll keep Madison County strong by fighting for our schools, law enforcement, and business community, and provide them the necessary tools for growth. I will protect family values and keep strong conservative principles driving our state. So if you're looking for a candidate who's ready to go to work for you, please vote McMillan for House District 58. Paid for by McMillan for House District 58. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. 
Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi Outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Major Chris Reed with us. He's got central region responsibilities for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks uh, around law enforcement and some other things as well. Uh, Chris, you know, it's interesting. When we think about when I think about you, I think about past conversations that you and I have had around the work that you did in the fitness competition arena. And I was surprised, man, you hung in there for a lot of years. Are you still doing that? No, I have uh, been put out to pasture like, and um, let some of the uh, younger cats get involved in some of that stuff. Um, but the success had no bearing on me participating or not. Uh, we just got through winning the competition in the summer, and um, those guys have uh, carried the torch. And there's still a few of the old horses uh, around there that give the other comp- competitors a little uh, uneasy feeling when they see them step off the bus, if you will. Not that we ride <laughs> it to a horse. What is it that keeps giving, What is it that keeps giving Mississippi this competitive advantage? I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's just kind of how our culture is. You know, we're gritty, we're tough. Uh, we have a, a, a culture of just putting work in, and and whether it be in high school sports, college athletics, um, the police, and law enforcement, firefighters, first responders, military across the state. Um, you know, we're just um, we like doing it, and um, you know, tough situation. Don't seem to bother us. It seems to help us to uh, to show out and shine um, more. Well, Chris, you used to have some responsibilities around training, and today you obviously have responsibility for for those who are trained. But the world of a law enforcement officer for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks is really really different than it was say ten years ago. It's been a lot of evolution of that job, hasn't there? Yeah, there's trend. Um, America, um, we're trying to keep uh, keep up with the trends, and um, we're providing officers with good equipment. With our training, uh, we go for 24 weeks of training when you combine it with the State Academy, uh, along with our Wildlife Academy, where we hone in on skills that are specific to being a game warden. Um, you know, we, we take it very seriously because, you know, you think about it, you're in a, uh, a town, if you will, and most people have seen folks pulled over on the side of the road or they've seen instances where they somebody's getting arrested and locked up. And there's usually two or three vehicles there, two or three officers there. Uh, most of the time when we deal with folks, we're out in the middle of nowhere and uh, we're our only backup in, at times and everybody that's coming to assist us when a situation kind of turn south, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes away. So, you know, that's a, that's a real, that's a real sticky situation to get into when you get into one, knowing that the only person to rely on is to try to 
we try to give intense training. Um, we want it to retain, and um, and that's why we do it because at the end of the day, we want everybody to go home. At the yeah, I know that. I know that ninety percent of the people, ninety nine point nine percent of the people you come in contact with. Um, want to do the right thing, and they're 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 fine to work with out in the middle of nowhere. But every now and then, you're gonna you're gonna face that one that's a little bit difficult. You know, I, I think what's interesting is that you've seen a rise in the number of reality TV shows, and and even docu you know docu series on TV that have really brought a lot more focus on what you guys do. And you know, the thing that you know we've talked about it on this show before, but the thing that's you really come to fruition over the past few years is the amount of training that you guys get to sort of take control of the situation, de-escalate, you know, to de-escalate a situation. Uh, boy, there's a lot of psychology that goes into your work these days, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and, and unfortunately, you, you not being realistic and honest, say that when you're dealing with somebody in the back of your mind, what you see on TV and you know people are recording, we're trying to do this, and you're trying to think, well, is this person going to make up something after the fact? That doesn't change how we handle anything. We're going to handle it professional and, and by the book. Uh, but, you know, those things that creep into people's heads, I mean, we're all human just as, just like the other guy. Yeah. So, you know, I would think um, when we ask people to do something, we're not we're not just doing it because. Like, you know, I tell folks all the time, buddies of mine that aren't in law enforcement, if you're by a law enforcement officer because when you don't then we're trained to, to go through our mind and say well why is this person being non-compliant what are they trying to hide and so we don't know we don't know these people think we're supposed to know everyone and, and uh, we got a vendetta out against them or a quota which, you know one of the those those fables that don't actually exist we don't have a limit of tickets that we can write. We can write as many tickets as we need to in a month. Uh, but so yeah, we try to keep up with that. Uh, yeah, and Chris, what I have found is that the best way to handle it is just be be kind. Uh, be lawful and follow the law. Don't have anything to fear. And then tell these law enforcement officers, these game wardens, that you appreciate them. Anyway, this has been Major Chris Reed. It's been great to catch up with you. Thanks for hanging in there with us as his mobile uh, signal has not been so great, but we've been able to have a, a good conversation. Have a great week and stay safe in the outdoors and we'll see you next week. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.